0: hello everybody welcome to another episode of an ordinary king um today's episode so i got an actor on i got my friend on a good friend blessing mokugola um sick dude really funny great guy had a really really good chat to him and um i was just super pumped to have him on it's it's been a year's ages since i chatted to him and um and worked with him and just really excited to get him on and so thankful that he said yes. So let's do a chat. And it took a little bit of back and forth as, as uh, him and I have been quite busy recently. Um, but we finally got there. We got there. We got it done. And uh, he jumped in the show uh, this, this evening with me and we had a couple of beers and had a chat about life. Uh, buckle in. It's a really good episode. I loved it. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Blessing.
1: when you kind of have to like open up but like sometimes I catch up with my agent and and he just goes off on this tangent of political stuff and I'm just like "Uh uh-huh John Uh
0: uh-huh
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) and I'm like "Uh Uh uh-huh 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 um yeah I'm not I'm
0: not that into it do you know did you know John surfs I'm not surprised (laughs) I'm not surprised I'm not surprised yeah I haven't I haven't surfed with him like I've only had dinner with him and Wendy maybe a couple of times yeah how Um, long have you known John and Wendy? I think I started I probably knew them since I was working at TAFTA right and helping out with the um, filming and stuff like that there and um, because of John Orchick I was good friends with John Orchick so we went out to dinner and you know that's that's sort of how I only sort of really knew them was was through John so as a a degree of separation there, yeah. but they're great people. They, um, in terms of a management company, you know, without them being like Shanahan's or RGM or you know BG, they're, they're a, a really nice boutique agency that look after their clients really well and have their clients' best interests at heart and fight for them. And I, and I think uh, that's their personality, though, as well. Yeah, um, look,
1: I agree with all of that, and I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to be biased about it because i think they're amazing and you know look that's why we have a relationship because it just it just works for them for me yeah way. yeah
0: you've been for them you've been with them for a while haven't you
1: um yeah i think i think we're going on we're
0: going on six years now right on yeah sick yeah that's crazy was that was that after you did oh we're live we're recording All oh, right. right okay live is good live is good i was said I, I, I started recording and i was like when do we hit play? Like during the, <laughs> the political stuff, I'm like, ah, oh, I should hit play at some point. But we sort of... Do we do an fact stuff, the introduction? No, we'll just hit play. Oh, whatever. It's all right. We'll fix it in Halfway post. Through. <laughs> Halfway through. Oh, man. Because I wanted to keep talking about the political stuff because I don't really care. I don't really vote. I don't vote. What? I don't vote. How do you not vote? Well, I'm not an Australian... Uh, I'm an Australian citizen, uh, resident for tax purposes. And I'm a Kiwi. So I don't have a visa oh so
1: you don't have you don't have
0: citizenship no gotcha um i'm i'm supposed because i have medicare so i'm supposed to be naturalized so um but i don't have an australian passport i have a i have a new zealand passport so i'm not quite sure how it works but i don't vote in new zealand because i don't live there yeah and i can't vote here Right, I'm a I'm a I'm a person of the world. Well, it works out if you don't <laughs> like voting, so it really <laughs> works out. <laughs> Which is funny because I, I like I I really don't get into politics at all. I find it I find it I find the politics I find politics all over the world to be really um, really crap and aggressive, and, and a lot of the politicians tend to be like quite self-focused on where they were like. All of them tend to be career politicians, and they all sound the same to me. They all sound like they're all going for the same agenda, which is four more years or three more years in a job. Yeah. I mean, it would be, though. It would be tough being a politician. Look, there's that. And then for me, it's like,
1: sure, you can... Unless I live out in the middle of nowhere Mm. where I've just got my own piece of land and... Nothing that politicians decide on actually affects me still so, like living off grid, yeah, yeah, unless that's the situation. I feel like I have to at least on some level pay attention, yeah right even if my vote doesn't make a difference in the grand scheme of things, I kind of feel like I still have to throw it in the hat, throw it in the hat, at least. what are the things that really matter to you then um I guess for me it's it's the standard of living. It's 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 oh, yeah, that's interesting. standard of living and, and and you know and that that includes stuff like the environment but um that's why that's why I like to pay attention because it's not as clean cut as you know left or right wing no I don't um it is. because there's some things that either side says that kind of resonates with what's going to be best yeah yeah not just for me, but for people around me, you know do, so do
0: you think collectively then as well do you think not just about yourself but what oh, you? yeah yeah
1: because because the, the collective the collective win is is a personal win
0: yeah um, I, I agree I agree with that and, and case in point uh, being,
1: <laughs> being in America being in America um, what and I always say this whenever I'm in the states I walking around' because there's so many homeless people in everything and I'm like, oh great the American dream. <laughs> that's what I always say. I always say, I mutter that to myself every single time. Oh um, but like that, that affects me when yeah. you see people around you suffering. That's not a good place to live. It's, it's, it's got a lot of negative energy and it's not, and, and I don't get that in Australia. I mean, sure, it's not perfect here, but compared to America, I mean, that's why I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I, I don't think I could. Move there. there yeah, yeah. work
0: working.
1: work's different works different. different works different I mean yeah. it's the place it's the place for us as far as work's concerned because that's where it is yeah and you know it's the it's the it's the mecca of the entertainment industry um but but as I mean everything else um I mean, they don't even get me started on healthcare or I was whatever. just going to say,
0: their healthcare there oh. sucks. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> if you break a leg there, you better be well off.
1: Dude, every time I go to the doctor in Australia, I'm like, oh, thank God. And yeah. I, I literally just go in and out and I pay nothing. That's yeah. just amazing. That's amazing. It's crazy, isn't it? You can't do that in America.
0: No, I, it does worry me. And the gun thing frightens me over there as well. Mm. They carry guns. They all carry guns. Yeah. They want to. 'Cause they have that mentality of like shoot first, don't be shot. Because someone else if you're in a if you're in a, a, a supermarket or if you're in a liquor store or you're in a drugstore and someone's robbing the place and they have a gun, you can defend yourself. So they have this mentality of like this aggressive offensive offend to be defensive mentality, you no know? Yeah. And and I, I just I just frightens me, man. It's just it just feels really wild west.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and and I think I think there's 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 levels to um protecting yourself. I think if you're using guns, it's so easy for a situation to escalate. Um case in point, why why do you need um um automatic rifles? You're not in a war zone. No, you're not. No. Why do you need? Why is it accessible for someone in the U.S. like anybody?
0: Yeah, it's not as though there's ten thousand rabbits running at you with knives.
1: Um, <laughs> and, and and that's how you get you know people just going nuts with with guns because that is accessible. Yeah. It's it's within reach. Um, if I if I have a really bad day and for some reason I lose it
0: Yeah.
1: the most dangerous thing that's going to happen to someone is probably I don't know I'll punch a door and I'm the one who's going to get injured now if I had um, an automatic rifle on me and I was just feeling crazy in that <laughs> one moment I mean look we worked on a TV show together and you know how easy it is <laughs> to fire AKs.
0: It's pretty easy. It's it's ridiculous. It feels good too. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest.
1: It does. It and it's, it's weird, it's this primal thing. And yeah. I kinda of get why Americans are so stuck on their guns because it, it gets you in this primal yeah. way. And and this was us working on a television show. Let's pretend. As professionals. <laughs> adult professionals. Now, I and, and we were getting this crazy buzz just from doing this. Now, I can't imagine how I would have felt firing a real AK at the age of
0: 15. Do you know, <laughs> Do you know I, what I mean? I have, did you, have you watched... Um, you got Netflix? Yeah. Have you seen Beast of No Nation? Yes. Oh my God, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. That is what I mean. This is the thing. Like... Putting a, a child yeah. into an adult's body.
1: Well it's 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 worse than that because um I did um I did an audiobook. Um I read an audiobook um called um Songs of a War Boy. Yeah. And um and there's one quote that stuck with me from from that book um and one of the characters one of the characters was talking about being relieved that he um, went around a corner and there was a man with a gun. And he would rather a man with a gun than a boy with a gun. Yeah, Because a man, you can actually have a rational conversation and go, look, I'm no threat. I'm just going to keep moving this way. (laughs) But a boy, they just think no. shoot, 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 and they have no remorse because that's been taken away from them. That was stripped away we from haven't
0: them. Haven't learned
1: that yet. Yeah, it, and it's it's crazy how they they indoctrinate these kids into being um, into being child soldiers. They literally just strip everything off of them, and they just don't have a moral compass at all. And it's yeah, I mean, the, the quote is.
0: I'd rather it was a man than a boy because a boy would just shoot without thinking. It's a frightening thought, man. Yeah. You know, like the the, the fact that and the, so in relation to that with America as well, that you, you you kids get taught that things this way to behave. So, aside from that, like looking at the in in the continent of Africa where where I think even in South America, I think there's situations like that would have security and but so thinking of africa where they have these poor kids that are turned into child soldiers stripped away from their parents and their villages and their families or their cities even and they're put into the situation where they become warriors where they become important and they become a, a weapon it's different kind of similar in a way but just not as extreme as in like Kids are really susceptible from a young age to what's right and wrong. They're really susceptible to being flipped. So this is how we talk to people, this is how oh, we yeah. behave towards people. And and this is where like I think that you know that, that discussion that people have about nature versus nurture? Yeah. I think the environment that the kids are put in plays such a strong, critical role for the majority. Not everyone, not every kid that goes through this example, I think, turns out like this. But the majority of people, like young kids that go through, that are that are switched into thinking that a, a, a thought, a, a way of a way of thinking towards other people from an early age, is so easy for adults to do to a child. It's so easy mm. to turn them into something that that's bad that's that's going to lead them down the wrong way and and the problem with guns is that if you teach a child that it's okay to have a gun that it's important to have a gun and then along with that you put in a mind frame you instill in them a mind frame against another culture another person uh, your neighbor um a, a group of people or whatever unless that person is a type of personality that's not as easily swayed or, or more curious whether like they question things unless they're like that they carry that with them mm. and, then, and then then as you were saying earlier if, if I just have an aggressive day one day or I just have a shit day and then just something snaps in me or yeah. or even worse you're, you're physiologically predisposed to a mental illness or, oh yeah dude yeah and and
1: even before we go into like you know Mental illness and stuff. I think. I think we're, we're just humans are so malleable, you know. So I mean, malleable. And, and I think of I think of the Stanford Prison Experiment. You know, um, you, you're familiar with the Stanford? Is this.
0: Is this the one where they put the students had student? Yes, okay. and they had some
1: students playing the the prison guards, mm. and you know, it's like we all have the capacity to be so evil, and the capacity to be so good. Yeah. And and, and and you can imagine really? how, how susceptible to that fine line kids are. It doesn't take much. I mean, as, as, as adults now, we've, we've, we've grown up. You know, we've, we've got... You have a compass. Yeah, you understand the laws of society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as a kid... You don't. Um, and all you're being told is, no, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. And this from from people older, stronger... Wiser, you know, people you look up to, Yeah. yeah. Um, that's all you know, and that's all you know. And and it's such a struggle for for some of these um, for some of these kids who um, who become refugees and they have to like acclimatize to like um, Australian society, for example. You I know, th- when I you think about this, yeah, um, and you know, I mean, you 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 escape life as a child soldier. You spend seven eight. Nine, ten years in a refugee camp, and you finally get that golden ticket to to go to a beautiful place like Australia, and it's just it's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, social interaction alone, especially with um with uh, with guys interacting with 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 women. Um, I actually did another audiobook. book. Uh, <laughs> Are you working for they, Penguin. They, they, they keep asking me to do these.
0: Um, well, you got a good voice, man. I did huh? <laughs> fall asleep to you anyway.
1: Thanks, brother. Um,
0: um,
1: this one, this one is called Prizefighter, and and and, and the lead character in that, um, he he remembered he remembered being um, being instructed by his his superiors as a child soldier, mm, yeah, right. to rape a girl that um, from a village that they'd just taken over and he didn't have a choice and this was his very first sexual experience ever how, and, old, how old was he? Like uh, something like eight? 14 oh, some um, or, or less now, or, or even younger I'm, 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 I'm forgetting now um, but that actually shaped his view of male to female relationships and that was just so skewed and so hard for him to even like interact with women when he when he made it to Australia. Um, and it's stuff like that that is hard for people to understand. I guess that's why I'm getting these audiobook games <laughs> so people can, can understand um, what what goes on in the lives of, of some of these these kids. Because it's easy to just point the finger and go, oh yeah, they messed up, they don't understand. But like some of these kids just need serious psychological help first. Yeah. And not just getting thrown into this amazing society where they don't even know how to use a microwave you know um and that's like the least of their problems they don't know how to interact normally and they're just getting thrown in and go hey there you go it's a new home good luck but they need more help than that and and i think i think there's something maybe that that's got to be done um as far as um um um, with with uh, with immigration and and, and and bringing in refugees, that they have to make sure these people are getting everything they need, not just financially, because they you know they're getting they they, they get here and they 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 get put into communities with people around them that they they can speak the same language and connect with and slowly assimilating that which way. is important, which is important. Yeah, homes great, um, but I think. The mental health aspect is is neglected.
0: Transitioning from one culture society to another culture society where especially Australia, which is do you think do you think Australia is a melting pot, what what people talk about? Do you is that something that you think about? Do you think Australia is as multicultural as people say it is? Um, look, there's there's levels to multiculturalism.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think Australia is, um, but nowhere close to I mean, my my entire family live in the UK. Yeah. So my parents, my brother, my sister all live in London. And that, to me, is multicultural.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's light years ahead of Australia as far as multiculturalism is concerned. Um, but Australia is multicultural in a sense. Um, I think it's just at its infancy as far yeah, as multicultural sure, yeah. you know because like all these new cultures have, have only relatively only just arrived mm-hmm. and we haven't they haven't you know the flavours haven't settled <laughs> in this stew
0: you know dude stew's always better the next day man. yeah yeah. We eat it too soon <laughs> so, it's, so,
1: so it's hard to compare it to the UK which has had this long history Centuries. of different cultures yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah,
0: like France is similar as well there's a big multicultural pot in, oh, in yeah. France and oh yeah Paris
1: Paris, Paris is crazy. I mean, last time I was in Paris, um, um, <laughs> people expect me to be Parisian, so they literally come up to me and they're speaking in French. And the worst thing is, I'm not fluent in, in French, wow. but I know a little bit. But I have a good accent, <laughs> so I say something. They're like, "Oh, great, yeah, yeah, you you're local," great. and I'm like, "No, no, oh, slow really down." <laughs>
0: Yeah, France is amazing. France is a beautiful little place. I, I really, I really dig France. I really mm. dig France and Spain, actually. I really dig those little places. I haven't been to Spain yet. Spain's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I, um, I think I could really live, I could live in France or Spain quite easily mm. around the, around the Mediterranean or the Basque oh, yeah. area. Yeah. My God, the surf, yeah. the food, the wine, the culture. Like, I love the fact that they're up until 10 o'clock at night. Just, snacking on food the kids are in the square playing soccer and the adults are just around talking just it's a real a real community it's like it's not like here people like you don't even know which, i don't even i don't know my neighbors yeah you know like i've met these guys here like and these this this dude who sort of is quite transient but i know these guys a little bit not really i i don't know these guys He's a he's a he's a cross there I've got like an osteopath. That's not a neighbour. Yeah. It's a business. But <laughs> you don't really know your neighbours. Yeah, like.
1: Look, it's 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 weird how society's kind of um it's, it's shifted and it's it's like you know people online but you don't know people in oh, person.
0: Bro. And yeah. and I think
1: you're okay, at least you're on the street. I um I lived in a um while I was um while I was working on, on Spartacus, I lived in this uh, apartment in, mm. in this in this hotel building. Um, so like a few floors were apartments and the rest were actually hotels Um, but it's weird Um, you I I had no interaction with anyone like you would I'd probably meet like the same people every once in a while in in the the lift lift. say nothing yeah just press your button just go down
0: (laughs) headphones nothing nothing it's weird yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. W- and we're such social such social creatures, you know yeah. what I mean? Like we, we strive for communication and we strive for social interaction and yet and yet the more technology that we embrace and that we take on, the the, the further away from people we become by, by by trying to be more connected. But do you think do you think we're do you think
1: we're disconnecting or do you feel we're connecting in different ways? Because oh, yeah, I think a bit of both. Because I kind of feel like sometimes um, that double tap on Instagram could actually like make someone's day, and like not in a vain way. But like sometimes, like if someone sends you a message and
0: you you reply, sometimes that's all they need, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure on that person putting it out there, isn't it? Like the, the fact that we rely, or, or some people are quite reliant. Let's say someone's a little bit socially awkward. Right, they don't have a lot of just say, and yeah. they don't have a lot of friends outside of, say their internet, the internet, like say their social network, their social media network, not their social physical network, and so they put a post on, and say they get like a photo, and they they get five likes, and yeah. that's good, that's See good that. for them, you know what I mean? But they've you know so they but they they're kind of like their, their psyche sort of starts relying on that and their confidence relies on that and I think that's the I think that's like like sometimes I look and I like I post a photo and I'm like oh my god I've got like 20 fucking likes of my photo on Instagram yeah. it's like oh my god it was a good photo but I, it's not something that I rely on it's not something that my confidence or my personal health and happiness my mental stability sort of relies on but I think that it's a good escape for someone it's a good Quick fix for someone in terms of like feeling good because someone likes it, especially someone that's outside your network could be a social network, you know, social media network. Someone likes it, double click it, boom, the heart yeah. pops up. They're like, oh, that's a, it's a nice little like.
1: I, I think, but but what about this scenario though? I mean, what if what you say, which I totally agree with, is the equivalent of we go back be before social media, sure, and. Those people are the guy who walks down the village street mm-hmm. and he just wants someone to wave at him. And that's all. He's a bit awkward. He doesn't <laughs> chat to everybody. He's not besties with his neighbor, but he just wants someone to like say, say hi. hi. And when he gets a high, he's like, yes. And that's Little one high. But then some days everyone's just busy doing their stuff and they just walk past. And that's social media. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the same thing. But like,
0: just on a screen, except it's in real life. Feels worse, and it's global. <laughs> the, the village has turned into a global yeah. network now. You know, yeah. Well, you, you have like your little, your, your so, you know your friends, your following friends, the friends that you follow. You have a little network of friends, but it's still it's still a global network. You can still reach someone in Kazakhstan. Yeah. So the, the 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 conversations change.
1: Case in point, this conversation is just it's not just between the two of us.
0: No, yeah. well, I've, I've got, I've got, I've got a listener in Kenya. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, I've got a listener, and I've got a couple of listeners now in Amsterdam. It's like, I, and, and Thailand. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah, it's I think, so
1: I think weird. it's, I think it's, um, I think like anything, um, it can be used for amazing things, and, I agree. And, and 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 vice versa.
0: I I do agree. I do agree. I but I do worry that the. The ability to communicate one-on-one people with people is being lost. Just like, I think dating's a really good example, mm. right? Online dating, like that—that that, when that first came out, and you could sign up for an online dating profile through something, whatever it was, like eHarmony or whatever it was, like so. This go eight years, mm. six, eight, ten years ago, and the online dating was like, oh, now you can put your profile online. Th- that has changed now and become fast. And there's, I don't know apps, now whatever you know what I mean, like whatever the Tinder or whatever. they it's changed. But I think the ability that someone has to go up to someone in a pub, in a library, in a supermarket, or even within your own group of friends, and say, "I actually really like you. Do you want to do you want to grab a coffee with me?" It's beca- I worry that. People of that one-on-one connection that people that people are having is is we're losing that, and so the person's face becomes the screen, and no longer this. Right. Um, it's like it's like when you walk down the street and you go past a cafe, and you see like friends catching up, and they're just on their phones. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking about um,
1: online dating, what I my my feeling on it is that more than anything, it's Skewed people's perception of what um, human connection is. And particularly, I I feel like people are always looking for, I don't know, something better is around the corner. Purely because they're used to that, I'll swipe, I'll just swipe, I'll just swipe, I'll just swipe. And they just don't want to invest in actually a little bit of time, get to know someone. But, yeah.
0: but that, that, that investing is investing some of yourself though it's not, yeah. you know it's like it's like you've got to give a little bit of yourself up for them to take that for them to give a little bit of them up. Yeah. you know what I mean like because the thing with the with the online dating and the social media it's always your best foot. You're always putting your best images up. you're always putting your best stories up. It's always the it's the personified best version of you that is constantly on that page. So they're never seeing the the average you, or, or like the awkward you, or the, like the the I'm sorry, I didn't, didn't quite understand what you were. So I didn't quite follow that conversation you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like the like. I'm pissed off because of you know I've got another bill in the mail. You or you know what I mean? They're they're always only seeing like that perfect force, the 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 shiny bit. But even then, it's not perfect because look, I'm not going
1: to put this person on blast. (laughs) Someone I know, right? And and he um he dates a lot, (laughs) but like sometimes I look at um the um the online dating photos of of the girls that he's dating. Beautiful girls sure. Beautiful girls yeah. But because they, There's so many Options At his fingertips Literally he'll find The smallest thing And go Oh I don't know She looks a bit Too tall Oh I don't know I just don't like the hair It's like I'm <laughs> like Are you kidding She's you amazing even, You haven't even Talked to her You haven't yeah. even like But it's It's become so fickle And So fast Yeah So easy Yeah And it's like It's like it's like fast food where you, you're not actually getting to find, I guess, the, the
0: wholesomeness in the food. It's do, just, it's a burger. Do you remember yeah. your first girlfriend? Um, yes. The first, do you remember the moment? Did she ask you out or did you ask her out? Um, I did. I did. How was that? Um. What happened? Oh, jeez. Run me through it, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I guess it was old school online dating. Um. <laughs> You know, it always starts with a few texts. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, But I guess I I think I think what what we had back then that um, kids of today probably don't have. um, I think it's the butterflies.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I I think because they
1: know stakes. You know, if the stakes are high you will get the butterflies and that just makes the whole journey so much more worth it you know and if it's it's as easy and accessible as a
0: swipe yeah there's no more nerves yeah there's no Um, more consequence it it doesn't mean as much well that's the thing I I think it's the it's the rejection because I remember like that Mm. I remember like I remember the the first girl that I asked out it wasn't even me i didn't even ask her out mm. it was like i was so rubbish with my words that I, I what i wanted to say was like do you want to go to the movies with me and that is not even close to what came out what what came out was like i like your earring and it was like oh cool and then it was like <laughs> and i think i think what she was hearing was this <laughs> what do i do like i'm like all right cool i've got to get to her. i've got to get to her she's like yeah, yeah cool i'll see you later i'll get it uh, okay i'll see you later and then it was like this really weird sort of after that like oh my god i've made such a fool of myself and yeah, oh it, look it, I, and it it I don't so think nervous. i don't
1: think girls appreciate that I. How much? How like how nervous and oh, how clammy you get? Shooting the shot is not easy. No, man. Um, <laughs> it's, well, it's different these days, but yeah. <laughs> back in our day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, I was I was one of those guys that I, I couldn't tell if a girl liked me. Oh, yeah. I couldn't tell and, and I think most guys are like that so for me to even get the courage to shoot my I have to like cross check verify in a million ways yeah, yeah. to just see how likely this is going to pan out in my favor you yeah, know exactly. um, and and but I, I on the flip side I think it's, it's also, well it's probably different now but back then I think it was just as hard for girls proposition and they have to go yeah because <laughs> you you would have to come up with a script yeah because like you don't want to go look you're just not my type because that might hurt the guy's feelings so like mm-hmm. you have to come up with stuff oh I have a boyfriend oh uh, I'm just not. I don't know. I don't know what, but like that's, that's a whole other thing that women have to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I think it's equally challenging. Yeah. I think it's
0: I think it's challenging on both both sides equally the amount. Like the because I I remember I was asked out by a girl once, where I was like, I just turned into like a Darren headlights, and she didn't ask me out. A friend of hers did, and she was coming over. And she was, I remember the, I remember it. I remember this really well. I was sitting It was like in maths or something like that after maths actually. We I was doing homework because so I never did homework at home, and this this girl, was it Zara was her name, comes up to me and she goes, um, Claire really likes you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, and, and me, like, 15-year-old me, like, you're in this picture right i have like a bright orange high school bag like a a bright orange basketball bag this huge big duffel bag i'm like legit five foot two i'm skinny i have these huge feet these big ears these big blue eyes these red red rings around them. This long blonde hair like this scrawny little whatever little kid she comes in she's like you know ripped ripped shorts and socks that don't quite match one's shorter than the other one comes up over my knee and the other one said it sort of comes up <laughs> tops halfway up my shin shoes with a flap you know i had the, always had the flappy shoe oh yeah yeah you oh, know what yeah. i mean like yeah. the, the sole was appealing away from yeah. the top part and i'm sitting there in this math class with my pencil she comes up oh, i think Claire really likes you and i'm like Vroomf, and the colour just drains. What colour I had left, I've now gone from white to pale blue, <laughs> just almost translucent, just disappears out of my body. And I turn around and go, "Hi, oh, yeah." She goes, um, "What are you doing?" And she was a little bit aggressive. "What are you doing?" You should go out with her to the to the movies. You should go out with the movies. She she wants to, she wants to go to the movies with her. And I'm like, uh, I, "I'm busy." <laughs> I
1: you know what I think? Oh I think God. The female. <laughs> the best friend wing woman is is an underrated hero <laughs> okay. I okay. think I think they've done a lot for a lot of relationships that wouldn't have happened and if it wasn't the friend who walked up to the guy right. and said listen listen buster you yeah. better make a move <laughs> um cause I, I remember I had a similar situation and you know I was I was I was a late bloomer um just because I just, I just, I was just, I was just slow to pick up on, Dude, on, on oh, girls yeah. are hot. I was just slow. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I remember one, and this was, this was, this was later on. I was fully aware about girls by then. But I remember I started getting these letters. So I went to a boarding school in Zimbabwe. Right on. I started getting these letters and these letters were like... Hey, I think you're hot. I saw you on this day when you were wearing this. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got a stalker. (laughs) But it was like details. It was details. Too many details. And then I'm like trying to figure out who was there. (laughs) How did they know? And this girl was in a totally different school. There's no way I could have picked it up. No way. Um, But... It was her best friend sending me these letters, and for <laughs> her. yeah, oh my god, yeah, um, and she was just like too shy to even say anything. Um, but
0: I can just you can just see them in their room and the, like their dorm <sighs> room, like because she's writing it out, and the other girl's like, "No, don't say that. I don't want to say that." I
1: actually don't think I actually don't think the the girl who liked me knew about it for the longest time. I think you do have a stalker. Um <laughs> I didn't think she, I, I didn't think she knew about it for the longest time and then if, and this was like It probably went on for like a couple of months of me freaking out yeah cuz then I just like get another letter and this is like a letter just to be clear I don't know if kids of these like someone yeah, wrote A4 by hand
0: like, it's got lines on it you write by or a pencil wrote my
1: name put the school address and put it in, in the, the, the mailbox
0: mail. It's an effort.
1: That that was an eff- and you know we had cell phones then. Yeah, that was an effort, and I'm just like, it took two months of me just freaking out, I trying to figure out who it was, and eventually they came clean. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> by the time we hung out, and she's she's really cool, really cool chick. But by the time we hung out, I was just about to leave the country anyway. Oh, so it was like, you know what, you should have <laughs> hurried up. <laughs> Too slow
0: Text me man yeah, <laughs> She literally
1: me. had one date With her little brother <laughs> <laughs> Greasing me from the car <laughs> And then I left the country But um, Oh my
0: god Yeah God that's amazing Have you, have you ever had a pen pal? Um
1: Well de- Defying pen pal but Like
0: letters I'm talking about Yeah, yeah
1: country Girls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does, that, does that count? <laughs> Not like someone in, you know, um Denmark going hi, no, I, I haven't had that kind of pen pal.
0: I used to um <clears throat> I I growing up in New Zealand I used to watch rugby. Well, I
1: still do, I watch rugby all the time. Oh uh, yeah. Of, of course. You know what, that's something we have in common that you probably didn't know. Because growing up in Zimbabwe, the main sport for boys is rugby. Cricket is
0: well? cricket and rugby. So yeah. cricket's a summer sport. Right, it's the winter. Yeah, seasons covered. Yeah, boy. yeah. So I remember I was growing up, and my um, my idol was Grant Fox. Yeah. Have you know? Do you know who Grant Fox yeah, is? Yeah. All right. So for those who don't, Grant Fox is or was the not is he was the number ten or the the fly half um, for the All Blacks. He played for Auckland Blues or Auckland as well. But uh, and he's an amazing goal kicker, fly half. He was. Mm an incredible and he commentates now and so he was my idol growing up when i was like a kid going through primary school was grant fox was yeah. like, and so i got the rugby ball and got the the leather gilbert rugby ball i was like this is who i you know i wanted this is what i want to do i want to kick and then my i think my grandfather and my someone got me a book on like grant fox biography book and then there was like a, a few pages in it where he would like take you through his technique the step by step technique on how he kicked the ball off the tee when he was going for goal and i'd i'd be out there in the middle of the field in the middle of the paddock and this farm with this book down on the ground like oh, me amazing. with a rugby ball like i'd be oh like following God. the steps step back count one two three left one two look at the book again Step in, step Pick in. Pick up a tuft of grass. Yeah. That, <laughs> like <into the> <laughs> All right. A little bit left to right. <laughs> okay. And left. and like, I couldn't kick this shit. And, like, and then take the up, bang, and fall along the ground. It was, I was terrible. So this was my idol. It was Grant Fox. And then I remember saying to mum one year, I was like, I want to write Grant Fox a letter. And she's like, okay, you can write Grant Fox. And I'm like, great. And, then, and when you're a kid, you don't think... Destination, you think person. So I, I wasn't thinking, I don't actually have his address. Yeah. This is going to be difficult. I just like, I'm going to write him a letter, put in an envelope, done, he's got it. And you never, you don't think about the, the, the transit, the logistics yeah. side of it. Like, how's it going to get to him? I didn't even think of that. I was like, okay, great. I can write Grant Fox a letter because Mum said I could. So yeah. oh, I'm going to do that. So I sit down and write this letter, put in an envelope. Lick it, you yeah. know. But none of this tam, like proper lick, spirit gum stuff. Yeah. Put it boom. Give it to mum. I've done it. I've sit, and I've written him a letter. And then, like a month later, this letter comes in the mail. What? Yeah. Kidding yeah. me? And it's like. From Grant Fox to me. I'm like, this is amazing. And I get home from school. Mom's like, you got a letter? I'm like, no way. Open the letter and it's handwritten from Grant Fox. Hi, how are you? Nice to know you, fan. Thank you for following me. I've got da-da-da. This kids. No, this is my family. I live here. have a happy life. Um, stay in contact. All this sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. This is amazing. So I'm like, I'm going to write him another letter. So then I write him another letter. Write that. and Bang. This goes on for like... Six months, eight months. Me sending a letter, getting a letter back. And mum's like, oh, I have to write another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Wait, is that is that what happened? No, it was my granddad. Oh, I bless. didn't know. I didn't find out until, until until like I didn't find out that it was my granddad until I was 24. Oh, so right he, up, he is a hero. Your he granddad's is. a hero. I believed for that whole time, from when I was six to I was 24, that Grant Fox was writing me letters. Yeah. And the whole time was my bloody granddad. <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh man, I was. But that was it. Was my first pen pal. And then the second pen pal I had was when I was in high school and I studied French for a language. Um, and then I had to have, as part of the curriculum, I had to write French. And so I had a, a pen pal in um, New Caledonia. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. French. Yeah, yeah. So so that was, so I, I spoke, I don't speak it very well anymore. Um, but I used to speak French
1: as well. Oh, well, my French teacher used to say French is like a flower. If you
0: don't water it daily, it'll die. Oh, well, my, my <laughs> I don't even have, have like I've got this arid patch of <laughs> this desert, just like, you know, there's big cracks and shit forming. Yeah. You know, I've got to rip it up and start again, man. Yeah, you got to start again. Yeah, I think i am got to move, actually. <laughs> that one's dead. I'm moving on. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that, that. That's, my, that's my pen pal experiences. Yeah, yeah. Dead. yeah you know my deepest, darkest secret Oh, now. yeah.
1: Oh, well, we all do. <laughs> we all oh, my
0: God. Yeah.
1: Uh, but you know what? I, I, I actually really miss rugby. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I haven't been able to replace the feeling of catching a ball in a big game off the first kickoff just watching that thing come down and you're like oh it's coming to, oh it's coming to, oh it's coming to me okay Boom. you got it that I don't know um, but I, maybe maybe it's the n- nostalgia of it because
0: you know um, the memories are always bigger yeah, than the moment yeah
1: um, and also mm-hmm. you know like yeah, they, they always used to say in high school these are the best years of your life and you're like yeah whatever <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like, now I'm damn I'm it right. Austin <laughs> <Bastards. laughs> Damn that 15 year old version of me So rebellious He had it so good He had it so good And he just took everything for granted He did You do though don't you When you are a kid Oh yeah
1: I mean like even now I think it's human nature I think even now the things that That we take for granted And then we're going to realize When we're 60 Like man When I was in my 30s I could have been doing this I could have Made the most of this You know And then same thing When you're in your 80s 90s hopefully
0: Looking back on your fifties going, Oh you fool. Exactly. You moron yeah. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. And then you get to ninety, you're like, oh fuck it. Tilly <laughs> Whatever. I'm done. <laughs> Take me out <laughs> Yeah, I think about that. I um do you have you watched have you, do you, are you following the rugby at the moment?
1: Um, no, no. Um I usually try and um sneak over to um to, uh, to watch the Rebels play Everyone's uh, a I, took,
0: I took Emma to a Rebels game Because yeah. I, I hadn't been to see the Rebels play I haven't been to a live rugby game in years And we went and watched them play the Chiefs yeah. Actually twice We went and watched um, the Rebels So I tell a lie We went and watched So months ago I was like to Emma Because I've just got her into it Through watching rugby And now she's like oh, I actually really like rugby It's great Because yeah. she never really got into AFL And so um, I took it to, I was like oh well I'm going to book some tickets to go and see the Waikato Chiefs play the um, play the Rebels it'll yeah. be a great game right so like log on to the Ticket Tech thing and book, book the ticket bang send it off great done tickets done and it's the wrong date so I'm like alright we're going to see the Sharks play the Rebels and like, <laughs> yeah. it'll be a good game we'll go anyway yeah. and then we'll go and see the Chiefs like a few weeks later we'll just we'll go to two games yeah. she's like alright cool sounds good and we watched the Sharks absolutely demolish the Rebels yeah. demolish the Rebels it was a great game and then we watched, went and watched the Chiefs and the Chiefs just ate them alive yeah I was so sad <laughs> it, it's yeah it's, it's hard to be a, um, a Melbourne rugby a,
1: a Melbourne rugby fan I mean I, I, I still believe if I'd known what the sporting landscape was probably would have picked a different city <laughs> for a rugby fan to land in Melbourne and you're getting you're like oh was I throwing the ball around it was, it was like yeah AFL and you're like no no no, 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 no. yeah
0: <laughs> it's, 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 I don't get AFL and it dominates the media yeah, yeah. it's yeah. in everything yeah. you can't get through half of the newspaper without reading about AFL oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all year
1: round yeah but that, um, that Amy Park is a great stadium yeah. to watch a game. It's so, I mean, it's so good. It's it's intimate enough. It is.
0: It's intimate enough. And it's big enough as well to make yeah. it feel like you're in a big stadium. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you yeah. feel
0: it. It's, it's well made. And
1: I think it's got great acoustics as well.
0: So yeah. It's a great place to watch the we, game. We The first game that we went and watched, we went and sat in the corner post. So in the blue zone or whatever. We yeah. went and sat there on the corner, um, which was great. There were great seats and... Um, and then the second game we we went up a tear to the second row and sat in the middle and it was like you feel you don't feel like you're in a, a top tier of a like at the MCG yeah. or like in a theater and you're miles away from the action you, you feel like you're right there you're right there because it's small enough it's intimate enough
1: yeah I think the only thing that's a drawback in watching um, rugby at uh, at amy park is that. I think rugby's not as big in Melbourne, so I've, I haven't been there and the stadium's been packed. No, and you kind of miss out on that atmosphere that of like a really you know, a really packed stadium.
0: It's got a different energy, yeah. You know? I've been to the MCG when it's full. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It was like 19,000. It was a uh, friends of mine, when we were playing in the band, friends, we went and watched um, Essendon or Essendon. It was Essendon playing Collingwood for the AFL and the, the stadium was. Packed. Wow. And it was amazing. Wow. That was that was that was actually amazing. And like it was the, the only game of AFL that I've actually really enjoyed. But yeah. but because of the the environment that we were in, it was just like people here are so passionate about it. Yeah. They're really vocal and they're really physical. They really get into it. Like it's a big thing. Mm. And and it just to be a part of that was like <clears throat> and the two guys it was with, like the guitarist and the the guitarist and the drummer. The guitarist was mad incident like his cousin, his cousins, one of the big Essendon players, whatever James Heard, and then a drummer, uh, Kay. He's a mad Collingwood supporter. So I was like sitting in between these two guys that are going for opposite teams, and yeah. it was just, and it was like a really good match, and, and yeah. uh, it was just a really amazing experience. I, I loved like, it.
1: The, the, the energy is amazing. That that atmosphere is, is is it's everything. One of my first jobs was um, in the UK. I used to. Um, I used to do crowd control <laughs> at football matches. So basically all the guys wearing like the high-vis vests just telling you which way to go. Um, and that was actually a really good job because we used to go to all the football games. Yeah, right. Um, and I mean, like sometimes it gets dangerous because they they go nuts over their football over there. Um, and by football, I mean soccer for anyone... I don't know, American or Aussie. Uh, (laughs) You know, footy. Yeah, so okay. (laughs) Yeah. But like, sometimes it's like, it it just didn't feel like, it didn't feel like a job. Yeah. Because I'd get to watch the game. And literally, someone even gets a meter close to scoring a goal, the whole place erupts. And it's just, that energy is just incredible it's infectious in fact, you, can, you can feel the stadium shake mm-hmm. it just vibrates like you know it's like an earthquake and it's just that's why live games are worth it over just being at home
0: I agree you know. well, it's, that, it's that same thing that same feeling that you get I mean I, I that I imagine it would have been back in in the in the coliseum those those kind of days mm. when like they had like big gladiator sports and chariot races and <clears throat> because that was their entertainment yeah going to those stadiums and going to those venues and watching people fight to die and wrestle and <clears throat> when the olympics first came in and rome and greece and just that warfare that field warfare the 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 tribal warfare feeling that you get from supporting one color to another color, you know, one team to another team—that—that—that—that—that that, 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 that primal. Well, it's in our DNA? It's, I think it yeah, is. It's in I our DNA. I
1: mean, the minute you you mention um, gladiator sports, combat sports. Now, um, the one event that I actually really want to go to is is um, is a UFC card where. Um, um, the the middleweight champ um, Robert Whitaker is fighting um, the interim middleweight uh, champ um, Israel Desanya. He's Kiwi. Die, I've,
0: and, I've heard what about this. He's, yeah, he's and,
1: amazing. Yeah, and I just I I have to be there for that one. Like I've I'm I'm, a, I'm actually a really big MMA fan, but I haven't been to a live event ever. <sighs> And I think that one has to be my uh, that that one has to be my first one.
0: I think if you're going to go to one, if you're going to be first one. I think that is the one you want yeah. to go. You want to go to a big event.
1: Yeah, but they haven't announced the location yet,
0: and I'm just like, are Wait. they going to do Australia?
1: Yes, that's that's <clears> been the plan all along. But um, apparently, they wanted to do Sydney, and the date clashes with the uh, NRL final. Um, so I don't know if they. I mean, it shouldn't matter. Different sports, There's and I think codes, and it's yeah. a different. It's uh, it's it would likely be on the Sunday AVA because they try and time it for pay per views in the US. Oh, yeah, it makes so sense. it should be okay. Um, but the other option would be Melbourne, which would be better for me. Hey, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: where, where, where would they do it in Melbourne, do you think?
1: Um, they they want to they want a big stadium, so they would probably go to Marvel. Oh, yeah, Marvel
0: would be a good thing, yeah,
1: because that's where they that's where they did the. The infamous um, Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey fight, where uh, Ronda oh, lost year. for the first time, that was in Melbourne, and that was and that is still the the highest um, gate of a US a UFC event ever.
0: I was listening was to Melbourne. the Joe Rogan podcast about that, and they were they were like Holly Holmes just came out of nowhere. Yeah, she was just like just dominated. Yeah, dominated this chick that was just dominating everyone. Yeah, and then Holly Holmes comes out and just like.
1: But I guess that's like any, any field. You come out of nowhere, Yeah, you know. Right. You know? I mean, this chick um, Holly Holm was was something like a fourteen time world boxing champ before she fought she fought Ronda Rousey, you know. So like it feels like she, she knows
0: box. what she's doing. Eh?
1: Yeah, she'd been doing. She was a, since she was a kid, you know. So it's like. Um, and it, and it's even I think it's even worse in 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 our industry as as, as actors. It's like oh yeah, up and coming. And You're like mm, nah. nah, he's been doing it a long time. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing it a long time. Yeah. Um, but you know that's that's the nature of the beast. I think it's it's you're you're up and coming when I guess the people know the the, the, the masses know
0: you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Do you follow boxing? Um, I follow the big fights. Did you? Did you see the Deontay Wilder? Yes.
1: Do you know... Oh, the Deontay and and Tyson Tyson Fury? Yeah. Amazing
0: fight. Did you know that Deontay Wilder only started boxing when he was 21? Um, I thought it was earlier than that. I thought he was like 18, but like, no. Wow.
1: Um... But you can you can tell the difference in boxing, yeah, because between him was, and ah, oh, Tyson's a he's, brilliant. He's boxer. He's, he's, he's a b- boxer. Yeah, he's a boxer. Um, whereas Deontay's just a scary man.
0: <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's got a punch, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, he's
1: a scary man. He's a scary man. Um, the only thing that I guess is some sort of relief about getting in a fight with Deontay is that he will knock you out probably like straight away so you you don't have to suffer you don't have to suffer you'll <laughs> you'll just have a really really good deep sleep and wake up and be like what happened that <laughs> was great <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: I'm so rested
0: so, so, like second round yet <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah but, I, I, he's, he's a monster
1: yeah I actually just saw on the news today that uh, Manny Manny Pacquiao won yeah so he's he's, he's, he's he's like on this resurgence he's just he's champ again welterweight champ i think it's wbo he's got a be champ? in his 40s i think he's 40 bang on 40
0: it's amazing this is one thing that i find incredible with like when i was growing up with professional sport professional sport was just coming into fruition when i was a say a teenager because mm. i played i played hockey in new zealand um and played quite well provincially and uh, and, oh, and yeah, the, and you got a hockey course. vibe about you. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, the knuckles, man. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing, not much left on these.
1: That is and a vicious sport, though. Yeah, bro. Oh, I was I, I never could play hockey. It's just too scary It's
0: ruthless. Mm. Yeah. Um, but growing up, so with the professional sport coming into fruition, there, there was, there was this, this sort of like, as... What's the thing to do do you go through school and then become a professional athlete or do you go to school university study something professional athlete because you have a, a lifespan as a professional athlete of, of maybe from 18 years old to 30 mm. that's a good run 12 years as a professional athlete that's a good a good run and you go past 30 you you're like oh, you start to tire you start to get you're getting old, you know what I mean? Mm. You can't take the impacts or, or the physical exertion or your endurance drops down or, you know what I mean? And and now, this day and age, there's we have on the World Surf Tour, we have Kelly Slater who's in his 40s. Uh, incredible. He's still in the top 10. He's, wow. he's, ma- he's making quarterfinals and uh, he's incredible and, he, and yeah. he's ripping. And he's had two years off for injury, so he hasn't surfed really much and, and competitively in the last two years. And he's just come back and he's he's in there. Yeah. He's in the top. He's in the mix. He's like, he's in the mix. He's not top 40 sort of floating around. He's still really good. He's amazing. Yeah. You have the, the tennis. You have Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. Uh, Andy Murray, not so much. He's, he's injured. Um, Nadal, you have these guys in their 30s killing it. And you have this generation of young guys and and girls coming through with Serena Williams and Venus coming through that just cannot compete with this generation there's this weird generation of guys and girls that just will not let go (laughs) because their bodies are just like I'm not done yet I'm in my 30s I'm feeling great Tiger Woods he's had back surgery three or four times he won, uh, a, he won a he a major championship. Yeah, I, I think jacket. it's the
1: technology. I think it's the it's the it's the nutritional technology. Yeah. It's the medical technology. It's just allowing people to perform, um, as good for longer. And I think the reason the young the young kids coming up are struggling is because they're probably just as good as um, physically as as the guys who are clinging on yeah. <laughs> but they don't have the experience. And, and you know, and the experience is everything. I mean uh, all it takes is you to just falter a little bit uh, in a tie break and, and you're it's done. done. You're done. And someone like Federer will just eat you up. Like like Serena Williams like she's, she's a beast. Yeah. And she's and, amazing. And if you're like a young gun and you, this is your first major quarter final, what? And then Serena comes in and she's just... For her, it's just like, yeah, i got to get this job done.
0: Yeah, this is is payday, baby. Yeah. This is every day. Yeah. This is my every day.
1: And she starts missing some shots. Uh, Serena starts missing some shots. And she's like, yeah, I've been there before. She'll turn it around. You do the same and you've got Serena... Pummeling these shots at you
0: and your <laughs> mid- you're just gonna crack. I'm I gonna would crack. Yeah, I I'm would. Gonna <laughs> <crack>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna crack. I'm gonna go down. <laughs> Bro, I'm never gonna last a set through her. Oh, she's just gonna dominate it. me. Oh, yeah, I sure. just think, but I think, I think, I wonder if it's more than that. I wonder if there's like this weird transitional mindset that people have that there's <clears throat> this, this generational thing. So, like these guys at the moment in their early 30s to late 30s to 40s, where they're like, I grew up in a time, these people grew up in a generation where professional sport wasn't really an option. But now there's a generation of kids going through, it's like professional sport is a viable option. It's, if you're athletic enough, you're pretty good chances and good enough in a talent and a good enough aggressive mindset, you've got a pretty good chance of making a professional sport somewhere in the world and making a career out of it. Whether it's soccer nfl um afl rugby uh you don't even need to be good enough to represent your national team but you can travel the world and play for other cubs and clubs and clubs and earn money and and do really well but i wonder if there's a mindset thing that people have whether like there's a generational gap of like we didn't have this growing up and we're a bit hungrier for the titles because it wasn't a career versus a passion um i I think i think there's a bit of that but
1: it's probably different from sport to sport i mean case in point tennis like what we're talking about i mean that tennis is generations and generations of parents who literally just sink all their money especially eastern european countries sink all their money into this one kid they believe is a prodigy and they're just like her, train, her, train her, train her, train her, train her, train her, Take her to the best coaches, literally their entire lives, and they just hope she's going to be a big thing because every single cent they've ever made they've put into her, um, and and that's what what tennis. I think like you know when you told someone like um, Kelly Slater, we're like, well, the newer sports, that is is someone finding a way, someone yeah. finding a way, and I kind of feel maybe with the younger kids it's more, maybe even more of the lack of, uh, well, not a lack of focus, but uh, too many options.
0: Sure. Do you yeah. know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I
1: do. When you've got a friend who literally is, and, and it will be the same with like professional athletes, people make a quarter of a million a year just posting stuff on Instagram. That's crazy. You know, and if you've got those options, your hunger levels are going to be different. You, you know, like you look at the, the Federers growing up, um, coming up, they relied on their purses and their sponsorship from um, from uh, from uh, brands and and, and equipment um, brands and, and and also from um, the purses from from winning sure. tournaments. Um, but like I think, like with the young kids. You've got a whole revenue from YouTube and Instagram and you start trying to juggle all of those things. And I, I think that probably like I think their their game suffers.
0: Do you think that the the focus isn't as narrowed and isn't as isn't yeah. an acute as it used to be and it's like
1: Yeah. The, the gates I, I, have I think I think people had less options uh before. And it's just like you gotta pick a lane and you just gotta focus. Just down. <laughs> look, you're good at tennis. Stick to Stick it. Stick to tennis. Yeah, but I need to post something on Instagram. Why? Get on the court.
0: Yeah, Instagram is not a career. No. But it is now. It is
1: now. It is now. The people are making a lot of money. A lot of money. Being influencers,
0: yeah, or even professional athletes that aren't. Like surfing's a really big one, where you can be a traveling surfer, professional surfer, without even being on a tour. Mm. So you can just be releasing videos of you doing carving up crazy waves, and that's your job. It's amazing traveling surfing it's... amazing waves because you have sponsors that are paying you to travel. Mm. See, I kind of feel like
1: we. Well, maybe maybe I'm generalizing too much here, but me specifically, I kind of feel like I was, I'm, I'm I was just on the cu- uh, cusp of that Instagram age, mm. and to to the point where I understand it, I use it, yeah, but I don't use it as well as the younger guys. Sure,
0: like yeah. they're efficient.
1: Oh yeah, and they <laughs> just know how to manipulate. Like they, they don't even. They don't. I. I just couldn't even think of. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna make videos, mom, <laughs> and put them on YouTube. <laughs> I'm gonna be a YouTuber. That was not an option. It wasn't an option. It still isn't an option for me. But you know, that's this. This is like how a lot of the kids think now. You know, they. They. There's so many different options that they yeah. can. They, they can tap into.
0: I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's amazing. It, it's just. It just. <clears throat> on that narrowing the focus thing i just think it i i i wonder if it just takes away a little bit of the focus that's needed to really excel at something and really exceed at something um but especially with athletic like especially with athletes especially with professional Mm. sport becoming that next level because you just don't need to anymore because your revenue sources come from elsewhere they Mm. can come from
1: but that being said, I mean, how, is there long, long longevity? Is the word um, in that? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, in, in in being a YouTuber, no, for example, um, I know I know now. I mean, it 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 has been for for several years now. It's just been this big wave in Hollywood where big agencies look for talent off of YouTubers. So a lot of these YouTubers have got you know they signed with CAA, UTA, ICM, etc. You know, big agencies. And so this is like, a it's almost like a, like you're talking about um, athletes having a shelf life. It's almost like with YouTubers, they've now found a way to segue into um, film and TV acting. You know, off of the back of, of their videos going viral and all of that. And then, you know, a lot of them are getting TV shows me specifically just for them you know? recently
0: a few in Australia just done yeah yeah. yeah. And some uh, Lebanese guys Greek or Lebanese guys just had a, a YouTube channel they were just mucking around yeah, and now they just got a TV show through I think Princess Pictures did it
1: and there you go I mean look b- before people used to think with YouTube you gotta you gotta be make a web series and then you know I mean I think uh, Issa Rae uh, what's her show um uh, forgetting a show, Insecure on sure. HBO. Um, but her show came off the back of her having a really good web series. Um, and you know, now she's uh, she's for, for all intents and purposes, she's probably like the new age Shonda Rhimes, you know. So, she's sure yeah yeah, 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 she's 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 making a lot of cut, con- and she's got you know, she's got a um, holding deal with, with HBO, so um, you know, she's she's going to have an, an amazing and long career, but that was off the back of of web a web series, but our kids these days don't even need that it 's just viral videos <laughs> and, and it's like, well, what Hollywood is thinking, people like you, people want to watch you, so you know what we your acting doesn't even need to be great. we'll just stick your name on it. people are going
0: to go to the cinema and watch it and Hollywood's smart. Hollywood gets what trends are they? they yeah. Hollywood knows how to uh, transition, and they they know how to seamlessly move from media format to media format. Because at the end of the day, those guys have been in show business for hundred years plus. Man, yeah. They know what they're doing. It's about tapping into the zeitgeist as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, they got it.
1: It's like when people—it's it's weird. Like when they just put something out, and they know it's the right time to put it out and then all of a sudden it's like everything is zombies and everybody just can't get enough of zombies or everything is Vikings and everybody can't get enough of Vikings. <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's amazing I don't know what kind of algorithms they use but
0: they got it down yeah they
1: I mean I guess that's why Hollywood is Hollywood I mean you know there's also misses there's also misses in Hollywood um
0: There are some big misses. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But, you know, they've got systems in place to kind of safeguard. You know, they do the the test screenings and all of that. But, like, I mean, if you look at um, pilot season, for example, you know, um, the conventional pilot season is essentially you make 20, 30 shows, 20, 30 um, first episodes of of a show and only 10 of them are going to be made into full shows Yeah, and that's a lot of money if you're sinking you know 2 to 4 million for, that, for that pilot that's a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just going to go nah no, we don't like it next next pick the other one pick the other one put it on ice in fact just scrap it you know
0: um, but that's also the kind of money that's in Hollywood, you know. But this system works because they understand that investing is reinvesting.
1: Yes, but then on the on the flip side, you've got you've got um, streaming services that just came and shook it all up. Like Netflix changed the game, um, and I um, and I think so did um, AMC. Um, I think that's what happened with uh, with Breaking Bad and, and, and um, House of Cards. Mm. So Breaking Bad was on AMC and House of Cards is on uh, Netflix and basically they had enough money to just completely trust the filmmakers and they went, look, we like your concept we like the work that you've done before here's $40 million, just go make a whole season instead of, oh, you know what, let's make one episode and see if we let's like what it happens. and that kind of takes the pressure off of the filmmaker to try and like, oh, what will people like?
0: to make that impactful first episode as well yeah
1: and once you stop thinking oh what are people gonna like and you start thinking what's the best thing i can make it's just about making Mm. the best content not trying to figure out if people might like what you're making because getting that mindset one it waters down your artistic vision and then two you're like trying to tap into something that's already out there so you're not giving people anything fresh I know what you mean because you're trying to get feedback from what people are already consuming yeah, now yeah. and I think that's why you know Netflix's original series just and Breaking Bad was just a phenomenal show uh, but Netflix um, with, the, with the House of Cards um, and, and, and I think another show um, and I think that's their format now, you know, they're just like... Stranger you know. Things is a straight-up oh, yeah oh, I yeah. haven't
0: seen that, I haven't seen that, yeah. We were just talking with um, a friend of ours, um, Leo, today about it, and he's just like, I just feel like I'm back in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's like cassette tapes and there's like an old phone on the wall with the dial thing, and it's like, oh my like, God, I remember that. I remember <laughs> the wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've watched the first two seasons.
1: I haven't watched the latest one of uh, Stranger Things, so... Is it good? um Stranger things yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah it's a brilliant show brilliant show um but then again that's that's what happens when you when you trust the creatives i mean you've got you've gotta you gotta have um a good bunch of creatives and, and they, they gotta sure, have a oh proven yeah, track record they, you yeah know, they're gonna you, tell it you can't just dump money on someone who doesn't know what they're doing but then you've got to give them full reign um and allow them to be artists um of course there's a there's a framework um, their limitations you know you've got budgets you've got you've got marketing you've got you've got um, schedules that they have to stick to um, but you once you get the suits chiming in on the artistic content then it's, it starts to get muddied and it's not It. it I mean think of Breaking Bad uh how many people would have said no to, hey, I've got this concept, high school teacher gets cancer, decides to start making meth to sell it? Out of a trailer. Like, yeah. no, no, like, no, no, no. Okay, how about, <laughs> how about he is just um, selling science equipment instead, not
0: meth? <laughs> yeah. Stealing science equipment. Stealing a beaker and selling it on the side. Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> of
1: course, no one would have wanted to invest in that idea of the protagonist being a drug dealer, essentially, you know, one of the worst drugs there is. Um, but when a story is told well um, and performed well, incredibly well, um, it's, it's about the human experience and that's what people connect to, you know. You, you can, you're, you're connecting to the struggle of this guy who's like, okay, I'm faced with my own mortality and I have to think about my family. What can I do? And he feels powerless. And then there's this one thing that he actually is good at, and that's chemistry. And he found out, well, there's actually a way I can provide for my family for when I'm gone. And, of course, he makes a lot of bad decisions. That's, that's why you want to watch. And that's life, though, well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so there's no merit in, in playing it safe so much, yeah. Do
0: you think that there's a, an element of that... I mean, Australia and New Zealand is a tough one because our market's so small. Ooh, I wouldn't put Australia and New Zealand
1: in the same bracket. I think New Zealand is so far ahead of Australia. <laughs> so far ahead. Do you, do you think? Yes. Uh, and I'm not just talking um, um, diversity. Sure. Um, as in as in on-screen diversity, yeah. but also diversity of stories. Um, I think. I think... And I had this conversation with a, with a dear friend of mine who um, um, who is a world-renowned um, acting teacher. I had this conversation about the soundscape of Australian TV and it almost always feels like they're using the same soundtrack for every single TV show. It's like someone decided this is what Australia sounds like don't. Don't even deviate from this. This, just, this is what you're supposed to sound like. Just play that in the background of every scene. <laughs> um, which is... It's, it's good to have an, uh, an identity. Um, but I feel... <clears throat> um, we're not getting a lot of the fresh Australian voices. Um, and, and, and literally, I, I feel like... On a TV show... All it takes is... Have a, have a couple of young writers in their 30s. You know? Uh, sure. Your story, but they're gonna they're gonna add value. Yeah, they're gonna add something that we haven't seen. And I think I think Australia likes to play it safe a lot. They flog a dead horse pretty well. Yeah, they're yeah. really good at that. Yeah, and 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 I get the business is about sticking to something that works because you know it's gonna work. But then, then you 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 run into the problem of <clears throat> most Australian creatives. Um, actors filmmakers they all go overseas cuz that's where the exciting work is and of course it's a small industry here but it's going to stay a small industry if Aussies would rather stream American TV than watch Australian TV It's
0: also it's not just that as well but it's is is it, to substantiate the industry and, and help it grow We've got to branch out. Mm. You've got to connect with people in Europe. You've got to connect with people in in the United States. You've got to connect with people all over the world with these stories. They've got to be human enough that someone can watch it and just go, "I get." Why is it that we can watch an, a, a British or an American television show and you can connect with it, and you can stay engaged with it, and you can? There's a familiarity about it, and there's a. You just you can just want to watch it and it's got nothing to do with where you grew up or mm. or your culture or or you personally, but it's like you still you grab because they tell human stories well mm. because human beings it doesn't matter who you are or where you grew up or you still have life decisions to make and you still have mistakes that you make and you still have things that go right for you It doesn't matter what the situation is it's about the human element of it, and sometimes I think that. The Americans and the British do that really well. They do human stories really well. Yeah. You know, look at Breaking Bad. It's an extreme example. Mm. A science teacher turned, but it's like here's a guy at the end of the straw, trying to pay for his hospital bills. Teaching ain't gonna cut it. No. <laughs> no. Ain't gonna cut it. It's like, and he just stumbles across in a moment where it's like. Here's an opportunity. Mm. I know how to make this. Mm-hmm. I know it is. This. this is fucking easy. It's just this, 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 and that. And makes it. Boom. Sells it. Here's a hundred grand. It was really fucking easy. Yeah. But given the situation, I've got like a month, six months to live. I'm in my fifties. I've got a family to feed. The. My insurance isn't going to pay out. My teaching job isn't going to pay enough. My life insurance isn't going to pay enough to pay for my bloody funeral and then the family to live after that. What are you going to do? Did you get 100 grand from like four hours work? What are you going to do, man? Where's the choice in that? Yeah. Of course you're going to do that. Yeah. Yes. And it's a bad thing to do, it's but you're going to do it. <laughs> it's but so you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Yeah. Of course you're going to connect with that guy. And then there's like, there's so many layers along that that like the wife, he does she doesn't know. Mm. The kids don't know. His family doesn't know. No one knows. And it's like, well, if they find out, that ice, man, is super thin. How do you skate on that shit? And you watch this dude skate on thin ice and make it for five seasons and you can't stop watching because
1: it's brilliant.
0: Because it's great. It's well-written. It's well-acted. Mm. It's well-performed. And they trusted the
1: team. Yeah. I think, I think in Australia, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not going to bag commercial TV because I think it's, commercial, it's harder for commercial TV to, to get on board. Um, because with, of their
0: parameters, because, yes, yeah, yeah.
1: yes, with their parameters, and also, and also, um, there there the are other restrictions with commercial TV. It's about it's about the commercials. That's how they get their money. Yeah, you know? so they try and make stuff that is super likable. And I think in Australia, what's the, the biggest, the highest rated stuff is is um, is um, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, reality TV. Reality TV. Married at first sight. See, I, yeah. I, I even forgot about it. That's <laughs> what <I'm talking> about. <laughs> that kind of stuff. And and, and and Aussies eat it up. They eat it yeah, up. But do. that's what's paying the bills. Um, but then they also eat up um, everything else from America. Game Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, everything. That's what they talk about. And we can make our own. Stuff that is just as good I strongly believe that Yeah you know? I mean um, I, I, I think ABC and SBS Are doing incredible stuff For Australian film and TV um, Case in point uh, The Letdown uh, Which is a, a A comedy on On um, on ABC So a few years ago The ABC did this thing called um, The Comedy Showroom Where I guess in a Cheaper version of what Netflix did um, <laughs> They they commissioned six um, uh, production studios to to um, to make six pilots, right? Um, and then they screened those pilots back to back, and they put them all up on ABC iView, and they let the public kind of vote, vote, and figure. It wasn't really a vote; it was just more feedback. It was just monitoring feedback. Um, and one of the pilots that um, came out of that was The Letdown, um, which is a great show. And that is, um, I know last year it was, I don't know if it still is, but last year it was the highest rated English comedy, and highest rated non-American English comedy on American Netflix. Psh. you know what I mean? Like we can make content that they want to consume versus we just consuming international content here in Australia, yeah. you know? Uh, and, I, and I think there's a lack of trust in our own content but that's also because it's been same same for like forever
0: do you think also that uh, about identity Australia in particular has not figured out yet who it is um,
1: I think maybe if anything it's figured out who it wants to be and it's trying to stick to that same idea sure um, because I mean you you look at you look at the, the UK um, For example yeah. um, There are a lot of British stories But then they also make content That is um, International content You know If you look at like um, Chernobyl Yeah You know um, <laughs> But we don't, we don't We don't dare Make that I mean look ABC and, and SBS I will, I will say Are doing amazing stuff They are They're doing They're doing amazing stuff I mean I'm, I'm thinking For example of Cleverman um, I killed it, you know. Um, it, it's 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 not about anything being like mind blowing, but there's so many more options than what we're allowing ourselves here in Australia, and it's just like we think, oh, it's got to be this like, uh, what, what, do, what do you call them, uh, kitchen sink dramas? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's,
0: that's it. <laughs> that's, I just yeah I know it's either
1: that or it's like some you know God. gritty and and that's an in a very common gritty um cop drama which doesn't really get gritty it's like, like it's
0: too clean Yeah though. it's
1: like the tone is like it's almost depressing it's a depressing yeah. tone it's and you know when I think of cop dramas I don't know if you've seen Luther
0: I haven't yet oh oh, I, I, I do want to watch it because oh he's he's God. great. he's really good and I'm like yes.
1: why, why can't we make that kind of stuff? that's brilliant it's brilliant TV um, and it's just brilliant writing. It's not crazy budget it's just really good writing and 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 just just the guts to tell um a really scary story. Cause I think some some of the episodes on Luther actually are frightening. Because sure. because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not a it's not like a zombie thing. It's not like you know it's it's not like some over the top violence thing, a la Spartacus. No, this is like oh wait, this could actually happen to me at the train station right now. You know what I mean? Um and it's it's scary but it's gripping. It's gripping and it's like and and if you look at American TV, all the stuff that does well is stuff that pushes the boundary yeah. of storytelling. Yeah. Because because like we wanna be exported somewhere. Taken somewhere where we are just like uh transported is the word I was looking for. Um taken somewhere where where it's like, okay, um, I'm 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 ready to go back to my normal life now. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, none of this crazy, <laughs> scary stuff happens, yeah. you know.
0: But I think sometimes, as well as that, sometimes you just want to switch off. Sometimes you don't want to have to think about stuff and you just want to watch it and take it for what it is. Oh, you? yeah. And you don't want to, you want to watch Toy Story.
1: And, you know, and, and, and I think America knows how to do comedies as well. The Brits know how to do comedies.
0: Hey, I think yeah. they, they, they definitely do. But, British comedy oh, is amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, but we don't, I mean, if if you think of... I don't think we we have a, a sitcom identity in Australia. No,
0: it's not um, we it's, don't have it's,
1: it's, it's just not it's not as as locked in as if you look at at, at America. Sure, it's American comedy. It's, it's a very distinct style of comedy, but you know when it's a multicam sitcom. Like right? um, and 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 you you go to you go to the UK. It's the same thing. You're thinking uh, black books. You're thinking faulty towers. It's very distinct And, and there's a, oh, a lot of New shows as well um, uh, Is its it, is it is this, uh, Mrs. Brown
0: oh, Mrs. Brown's Boys Yeah Mrs. Brown's Boys yeah.
1: Great stuff Funny um, Which we don't um, We don't have anything that That Pushes the comedy Boundary Because we don't want to We don't want to go that far You don't be risky Yeah We're scared mm. of the risk um, it's okay. To, it's okay. To, I think it should be okay. We should allow ourselves to make stuff that fails. It should. Be, we shouldn't be afraid I to fail. I think that's
0: the thing. I think. I think that's the fear of failure that stops yeah. a lot of people. I think you've nailed it. For me, that's what I feel like. I feel that a lot of the time people are afraid of not getting it right, mm. rather than just just try, just give it a damn good go. And if it doesn't work out. For the least is you've definitely learnt some shit. Yeah, minimum. minimum.
1: Um, I've got a friend named Nakia Louis. She she makes some stuff that's that's great from from a comedy perspective. And I think um, there there are a bunch of uh, writers um, like a, um, I'm thinking of. Um, oh my god! Um, um, it's this um, show that was on ABC, um, and it's a it's a Full, fully Asian cast uh, I'm drawing a blank but uh. um, but some great some great and these are young voices and that's why that's why that's why I think we need fresh voices
0: I agree um, um, I do these agree these are
1: young voices come and it's just it's refreshing it's it's different and it's still Aussie and you know, it's not like oh you have to be like in, within this little bracket to qualify as as an Australian story It's Aussie stuff, but it's 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 fresh, it's engaging, engaging, and it and it pushes boundaries. You know, Um, they're pushing boundaries of of um, of of social norms and 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 and, and, and sexuality and what's acceptable, but within comedy, you know. Um, Do you know
0: what the the the, so um, still do a fair bit of work on Neighbours, and I remember we shot um, the very first. Uh, gay marriage in Australia for a, for a television drama it was mm-hmm. on Neighbours and th- I'm going to be honest, the best way to watch Neighbours is not at home on television it is at the cinema, holy hell, yeah. we, booked out the, we booked out the cinema, was it at Acme I think it was at Acme and they, they did the, the wedding over two episodes and we all got jammed into the cinema yeah. and watched Neighbours it was amazing to watch the episode that we shot on the cinema screen, Neighbours. Yeah. And it actually translated pretty well. Like, you know, for the, it's funny, but I think the sad, the it's amazing that it's done. Like, I was so proud to be a part of it and um, because it's a great show. It is a great show and, and, and I was stoked for it. But I think it's sad that it took so long for that to happen and that it took for Neighbours to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, where was the show? Where was the young show coming up that pushed that point, that really pushed those values? And and it's like, for Neighbors to be the first show to have a a gay wedding on it was just like amazing. But it's like, where was that before? It's because I kind of feel those
1: shows have been there the whole time, but no one is letting people make these stories. I I feel like, I feel like someone. It had to be someone like Neighbors to, to sure. break the ice um, because they are established enough and they know um, the, uh, I guess, the, the, the bulk of the Neighbours fan, fan bases is in the UK. <laughs> and and they, they've been ready for it, you know. Um, and I think Australia is ready for it. And I think, I think people need to stop trying to figure out what audiences want to watch, what audiences are ready for. I think audiences are just ready for good stories. Yeah. You know, I mean, case in point, crazy rich Asians, you know, Um, I didn't watch that and go, oh, this is an Asian film. It was just a sit. It was just a a rom-com. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, I'm not really into rom-coms. I mean, it's all right. (laughs) Um, But you don't think of it as anything other than a rom-com.
0: Yeah, it's um, not something you don't, you don't think, oh, this is an Asian rom-com. Yeah. You're just like, oh, this is just what it is. Exactly, and yeah.
1: and because of that, same with uh, Black Panther, same with um, yeah. Wonder Woman. You yeah. don't think, oh, it's a, it's a female story. And and these films all did well across all demographics because people just want to watch good stuff. I agree with you. That's all it is, you know? It doesn't matter, uh, racial, sexual, or uh, sexual orientation, or, or gender it doesn't matter if it's a human story. People want to hear it. They want to. They want to connect with it, and and I think we're still scared of that in Australia. We're still trying to play safe too much.
0: I uh, I frighteningly agree with you, and I think there's uh, I think there's room to move, and I think we're heading in the right direction. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, on that, it's been uh an hour and a half oh wow <laughs> <laughs> so um i i uh i feel like it's a good spot to to wrap it up it's yeah. um i've been pumped about having a chat with you yeah for, for ever since i jump finally jumped on instagram i was like oh blessing i was yeah. like oh, i'm finally pumped on uh, sitting down with you and uh and having a chat you're uh, uh i've I got a lot of respect for you, bro. And, uh, oh, right back at you, uh, bro. A lot, a lot of time for you. So,
1: um, so good to see you after. Jeez, how many years? Like, oh, it's been three years, yeah. I think, since we shot
0: Hunters. Wow, wow. I remember, like, I remember, remember that scene that uh, where I just just get completely shot up. <laughs> And I'm falling down through this bloody Humvee thing, yeah. And like, and then this dude just these massive arms and these hands just grabs me, <laughs> and rips me out of the truck. And the only thing that I'm thinking is like, if this is a war zone, this is the guy I want pulling me from the truck. Ah, oh, and appreciate the man, it, is you, dude. Like, I was I like, appreciate I feel that. safe. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well,
1: just I'll just touch on that particular scene. The one thing that I found amazing about that was that we didn't have to act. We were just reacting. Yeah. Yeah, when that
0: mortar was raining
1: down, like, you can feel the ground shake, and that's just... And
0: the sand's coming oh, down on you, and people are shooting at you, and there's, like, sparks flying. It's just like, go, 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 go. It's like, all oh, you're thinking about is, like, i got to get to safety. Yeah, I've and, got to
1: find cover. And so much respect to, to, to all um, servicemen and women. Like
0: For sure. It's I, such and a,
1: people who just go on the front lines just to, to make sure we, we we can we can have these chats I mean um, I I got to a, a glimpse a glimpse into what it, it might be like except it wasn't real for us you know we were playing pretend a glimpse into what it might be like for for all these um, heroic men and women um,
0: that but, are risking their lives
1: for our safety yeah yeah,
0: yeah it's crazy it's it's uh, uh, I I feel fortunate and I'm so grateful that that's Fingers crossed. That's something that I'll never have to experience mm. in my life. Same. And I feel very grateful that, uh, as an actor and as a filmmaker, I get the opportunity to translate these stories to people because I think, I think one, I think war is in our DNA, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. And I don't think that's something that's ever going to stop. I, I, I. I totally agree. I, I want world peace. I think it would be amazing, but I just think people are too greedy, man. I just don't think uh, I don't think real peace ever exists and i and i think I think we can aim for it but mm-hmm. I, I think um I think it's amazing that, that people are willing to put their lives on the line for other people i think it's it's a selfless act is to be a part of uh, a service and, and um as you said i I take my hat off to them and, yeah. and thank i thank my my grandparents for going through the the, the great wars and, mm. Fuck what a time eh. Yeah. Yeah, so um, on that where can uh, apart from watching Spartacus and watching uh, <laughs> seeing your wonderful face on 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 Spartacus and The Pulse? Uh,
1: yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Pulse, Pulse. That's on um that's that's available on Stan now. Spartacus you can still watch on Netflix, but um, Pulse is on Stan. You can you can watch that if you're if you're in Australia, you can watch Pulse on Stan. Yeah. Um, uh, did a bit on uh, Mr. Black on Channel 10 yeah it did. Uh, um, and um, and uh, I've got a guest spot coming up in uh, in this uh, cool new show with um, with Lucy Lawless Zena- you yeah. uh, know my life is murder which is also going to be on Channel 10 um, I don't know if it's got international distribution yet but um, for Aussies Belusible, it's going to be on I'm team.
0: sure it'll, it'll be it'll be over yeah. the States she's yeah. huge over there yeah
1: she's amazing too really really cool person to work with um, it's always great when you work with someone who's a big star but they're just a really cool person they're a humble person yeah
0: yeah well you're a star bro
1: no I'm, I'm excited to um, to, just to see your shows well. <laughs> your shows film yeah, yeah. Some, and, and your film on. and your film um yeah, you need to let me know when um when I when I can catch your film.
0: I will, I will, yeah. I will. I'll send you a copy. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. Dude, and thanks for having
1: right. me. Thanks for having me, man. This has been great.
0: It's been great. Um, yeah. peace. Catch you later. All right. Cheers, buddy. All right. So, thank you, blessing, for jumping on the show and uh, having a chat with me and. Much, much love, much love. Uh, Thank you to everyone out there for listening and tuning in. Please subscribe, please like, love it. Without you, it's nothing. Uh, As always, stay tuned. There's plenty more guests and shows coming up. Until then, though, stay upright, stay peaceful. Catch you later.